guys do our San Diego game last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. They're going to go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, a lot of words. No snap, no play, nothing, right? It's hard. Hard count for him off sides. Hello and welcome to the Hard Count NFL podcast by Fox Sports Australia. I am Laurie Horesh. Are you? I am. I'm joined in the booth by a apparently questioning and curious Melanie Danyashki. Hello. And Patrick Stack, fresh off a lovely weekend off. Yeah, fantastic. You've just got a lot of energy. I feel like you're bringing it this morning, Lawrence. <laughs> New, shoes. New shoes. New shoes. Another win for Dallas as another nail goes in the coffin of Tony Romo. I'm sorry. I, was, I thought Dallas were on the bye. Um, that's <laughs> you kind of were. Melanie Dinyashki. <laughs> Hello. How did week nine treat you in the football round, the fantasy football round? I had a, a tie in a, one fantasy league, <laughs> which was great. That's unusual. Yeah. Um, went to a wedding on Sunday. That was nice. Oh. Friend of the show's wedding. Yes, Dominic Burke. Dominic Burke, who's helped out. Former and, Fox Sports guy. Yeah, he's thrown in some absolute humdingers this season into mm. our mailbag. So congrats to Dom. Yes, How, did you get teary? Did you get teary? I, I, I was very close to bursting as yeah. the bride and the parents walked down the aisle because I was just thinking that parent man they're going to be so proud right now oh, that, that, that thought just killed your danger. me wedding I'm going to make a terrible, right terrible first, mother first one adult wedding you've got one coming up you're planning <laughs> I'm planning Lawrence. one it's, yeah. uh, it's not coming up for quite some time just quickly this is a really big week in America too we should mention the whole US presidential yeah. election coming up they're going to be married yeah. to one of those candidates for the next four years it could be <laughs> really interesting if it's Donald Trump yeah you can't get out of that one if for one welcome our new ant overlord leader <laughs> <laughs> well we invite you if Tony Get desperate over there to come marry yourselves to our podcast for the next four years. Plenty to talk about from week nine as we look ahead to week ten. So let's get to it. And we have to start with the Oakland Raiders, a team I described as imposters last week, <laughs> waiting to be found out against the Denver Broncos, getting it done 30 to 20. Arguably their biggest game in a decade, and they ran right over the Broncos' defense. It was pretty impressive stuff. Hard not to consider them true believers or to consider them legit contenders, you'd have to say, Mel. Mm, yeah, they are. They surprised a few with that, but um, the Broncos' defense, they were probably a bit of a dis- bigger disappointment. The run defense in particular, they got yeah. more. Three mm. touchdowns to Latavius Murray. Yep, yep, and only uh, two sacks for the day. That's uh, very un-Denver Broncos-like. Mm. Um I mean, what I did like about this game was the the the, the sort of vibe pre-game. It felt like there was, you know, Oakland was absolutely buzzing. Did you see the crowd? They were they were the black hole were fired up to be yeah. back on prime time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And Von Miller with a nice little hat tip, I guess, to the Raiders fans. These spiked out gloves and cleats in the warm-ups as well. Um, but if you're wearing that sort of stuff in the warm-up, do you need to deliver on field, and then do you get or do you get a bit of lip? Oh, Von Miller's a Super Bowl MVP, and so I feel like he can do whatever he wants at this point. You right? know what he couldn't do though? He couldn't get consistent amounts of pressure no. and stop the run game. The, um, the Oakland Raiders offensive line uh, they spoke about the fact that they mm. came out and uh, at one point of the game they had they ran two two running plays. And they ran them 10 times over. Denver knew what was coming and, and Oakland knew they knew, but they just ran right over them. And they say, when you're able to do that, you basically take their will. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's how you play good football. We've seen that happen with dominant offensive lines throughout the course of history. And it's a great way to build football. But you know what I think it's going to come down to? Those two losses that they have, it's two losses that, that Oakland has had, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Chiefs and to the Falcons. Um, I think the real test will, will be when they come past equally potent, potent offenses 
like the Falcons, who put on 400 passing yards in that loss that they suffered to them. We've seen a lot to like from their passing game, but yeah, I think you, ha- you hit the nail on the head, Lawrence, with 218 yards on the ground. I don't mm. think we've seen that to this point from Oakland against a quality defense in the Denver Broncos. Um, but for me, I was really interested to see the quality in the AFC West when you compare it to something like the AFC South. I feel like all of those teams in the AFC West could just about play playoffs and yeah. do and deliver quality football. Well, if you, you know, we'll get to the charges a little later, but if you're not enjoying AFC West football right now, I can't really help you even <laughs> strongest know, division do you think in the land right now? Yeah, yeah, I do think so. I think we've seen some traditional ones that people consider strong uh, fall away. The NFC West has taken a big step back and so has uh, the AFC North where you know you had the Bengals, the Steelers and the Ravens. They're all pretty unconvincing right now. So AFC West for me has four playoff caliber teams. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we can fit all yeah, of them Yeah, that's the tragedy. Not all of them will be, be there. But if, if you can go to your local uh, sports provador and uh, and lay a bet on... Uh, sports on, provador? On, what uh, is that? Like meat? It's yeah, like the yeah. Fratelli yeah. Fresh bit or... of the sports gambling world. Oh, uh, and if okay. you can lay a bet that three teams from the <laughs> AFC West are going to make the playoffs, I'm jumping all over that. Uh, you know who else got jumped all over? Talk the to me. Green Bay Packers. This is a gambling no-go zone. You just do not... Ever gamble on the Green Bay Packers because you don't know who the hell is going to turn up. This really was a bit of a QBVQB festival. Andrew Luck showing us uh, what he can do when he gets a decent offensive line around yeah. him. And that was probably the most important takeaway from that game, wouldn't you say, Mel? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest at times, was it? Um, <laughs> no, it was. There was some some slop to this game. Yeah, and a nice little highlight with a squirrel in the end zone. Probably would oh, prefer so to be a, a Green Bay receiver in the end zone. Oh, but, I was uh, watching this game. Uh, I was watching this game with several other Fox Sports employees who had Monday off. Yeah, and as soon as that squirrel went on, we all just looked at each other and said. Guarantee Mel's requesting a video for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> she, knows what the, she knows you what did. the kids did like. I? Yes, you did. No, I did not. You did. We have a video on site for it. But I didn't request it because uh, you guys saw it and you knew. See, this is what you do. You train them. You train them. Yeah, she's militant like that. Uh, the, the, I can say as a spokesman for the digital video team, we accept no training from Melinda. <laughs> that squirrel back, can water Back to this game. Yeah, the offensive line actually mm. a- enabled for the, the Colts? Colts to run yeah. early. Frank Gore was Frank great. Gore, you know, even in, especially in the red zone, gave him some good run blocking, uh, which just allowed them to have a little more balance at mm-hmm. times during that game. It wasn't all on Andrew Luck. Uh, he, they, they did a great job protecting him. I think he was, you know, being the moose that he is yeah. of a human being, he's able to shrug off contact oh. as well. Did it with a, a huge play, I think, to Jack Doyle late in the game to help clinch that one. So they stayed aggressive throughout. This is a statement win for the Colts. And talk about going forward like a takeaway. If their offensive line is actually going to play mediocre to, to, to average football, this is a different Colts team. The defense, still questionable, did a decent job tonight. But if they're actually going to provide a platform for luck, the, yeah. the AFC South contender could be something different. Uh, Frank Gore is on track for another 1,000-yard season by looks of it. He's looking very good. Probably one of the more consistent backs in this yep, league. Definitely. Um, week in, week out. Um, but, I mean, the Packers, you have to ask the question – at what point do we talk about Mike McCarthy and uh, the the job security now, right now? Now, go. Really? Get rid of him. Not Absolutely. even wait till Sack wait, him. Give, Sack him, him, give him a chance to get to playoffs? They no? started losing you know, consistently at home, which is something that we never expected. Poor performance from them. The offense took steps backward mm. after they had uh, kind of shifted it up and gone with this interesting running back wide receiver, short passing game. Why are we not building on success? Why have we taken a step back? What's going on in that quarterback room? It's not clear. Get Mike McCarthy out. Get some fresh blood in there. You don't think the players should take some responsibility for for a lot of that? I mean, the Packers, yeah, obviously it's not the Packers that we know uh, of old. But, I mean, can we all really we put that the, down to Mike McCarthy? We saw the players excel last week. 
what happened this week? You weren't up against a strong defense. You know, what, what's the, their injury situation like? Uh, oh, on defense, ruined, it's worse. Ruined yeah, it's, running yeah, back pretty stocks. Pretty bad. Isn't running it? back stocks bad on the offense side of the ball. Defense, they've taken a hammering in their secondary, um, but it has to play a factor, doesn't it? It plays a factor, but the, you're still dealing with talented offensive players, arguably the best quarterback in the entire league. Yep. And you're slipping up against a really mediocre... They are a mediocre Colts team. Speaking mm. of the mediocre Colts team, I've got mm. a question about them. So they're probably going to go on and win the AFC South. Fair well, to say? If anything, we've seen Brock Osweiler lately. I, yeah. If you're a Colts fan, is it a bad result for you to win the AFC South? Because do they, in a funny way, need to go backwards before they can legitimately contend? Because... While that was a vastly improved performance, they've got some serious flaws. I think that's that's real, like, press the red button sort of thinking there, <laughs> I like um, to panic. You know when you hear those, you read those news reports and they go, but the Adelaide Reds say that they're not panicking. It's like, it's well, which football team ever does say that they are panicking? Yeah. Yeah. We're panicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're panicking. Uh, let's, let's, it's time to panic. Do you guys have the answers? We don't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? I think there's... There's parts of the Colts fan base that will be going, geez, that win over Green Bay just secured. We keep Pagano well, on. So that's just brilliant. There's a lot to think about there in Indianapolis, that's for sure. Um, a, a win I really loved this week, probably one of my favorite finishes <laughs> in, this, in, this, uh, in this week of football. The Lions and the Vikings, 22-16. Detroit getting up at the very last minute in overtime with a very fancy flip touchdown in the end zone by one Golden Tate. Yeah, Golden Tate loves was the that, limelight. It was really unnecessary. Wasn't it was it? so hey, unnecessary. It's not the almost first like time. he almost got. He didn't. I don't think he saw the guy chasing after him either because he he was slowed down before the end zone and then decided to flip. And you're all going, just get in the end zone. When Golden Tate has uh, has a chance to break away and seal a game, I don't think he sees anything but the bright lights. <laughs> we said back when he was in Seattle, he um. He had a touchdown where he notoriously ran and pointed at the defender who was running across trying to get him as he ran in for, I believe it was a game winner back in the day, in his Seahawks day. So that's to be expected from him. What was terrible, geez, that shoulder charge attempt from Xavier Rhodes oh, the to one try that and wrap. Yeah. It's just a complete air swing. Tate looked, stayed inbounds. Looked like an F-15 what taking was off. It? Like poor tackling technique to, you know, when the game's online, what are you, delivering a highlight hit or just make sure the guy yeah. gets out of bounds? Yeah, no excuse there. Miss. Matt Stafford, though, to get them into overtime even. Oh, Matt, Matt Prater as well. Don't take anything away from that. That was a decent, what was it, 58 yards? And it was good for a few more as well. It went it a was. Yeah. Way back. yeah, that thing was good from 68. But to get in that position, Stafford has 23 seconds, mm-hmm. no timeouts, needs about 35 yards, and he hits an out route. Then he bangs one right up the middle with just enough time to get up there and spike it. It was like two seconds left Look, before the kick. We've seen some big-name quarterbacks unable to pull that off late game mm. uh, this season. Stafford, for me, you know, had some issues early through a really nasty interception early. But, man, when the game's on the line, he's shown multiple times his fourth-quarter comebacks and game wins this year. He's playing with some serious minerals. We had yeah. one of our loyal listeners hitting us up on Twitter asking whether he was a sneaky or under-the-radar MVP candidate, which seemed a little bit overcooked to me, but I don't know what you think, Mel. I know well, yeah. you're going to say no because you're just pro-Tom Brady. No, but... no, no. I mean, uh, look, Brady, Brian, Luck, Rivers, Carr, Dak, there's a lot of guys who are very good quarterbacks, and Stafford is a very good quarterback. Eight years he's, uh, he's been in Detroit and uh, a starter for pretty much all of it. He had a little injury period there where mm. he missed some time. Oh, but the Sean Hill days. If you're, if you're a starter for that long, you're a good QB in this in this league. So he knows how to manage the clock, and I think that's what he demonstrated the best, just that game management, that experience. 
Yeah, I think the narrative coming out, you mentioned game management, is that his, his uh, football IQ has really gone on to another level this season, really yeah. uh, operating well in the Jim Bob Cooter system. How old is he now? He is... Is he like mid-30s? No, like no, early 30s. Early 30s. Early 30s, yeah, so but... He's, he's developing nicely to be like, you know, he's, he's yeah. still not... He's still not... He's probably just in the midst of his peak, you know? He's While still he not quite. Yeah, definitely in the middle of the peak. While he was the GOAT all in capitals in this game, mm-hmm. there was a GOAT not in capitals... <laughs> Uh, was like and a that, was, goat? that was so that was that was make it a sheep. That was Blair Walsh. Okay, Mel. Yes, the kicker. Tell us about Blair Walsh. Well, he missed one field goal, one extra point for the season. It's not looking good either. He's missed. Oh, uh, he's missed four field goals. No, the calls for Brad blocked. Craddock. Yeah. Uh, picking up and in he's Minnesota. Three extra points total missed for the season. So, like, I mean, there's those are stuff that you know, bread and butter. The coaches and it will expect. Those. Give you a heart attack if it's the last leg of your multi. As it was me at seven thirty on a Monday morning. But Blair is annoyed. He doesn't want to hear any more questions, which is a little bit childish. This is what he had to say after the game. You guys are going to ask me this question a million times. Did it feel good? Did I make it? No, I didn't. Do I have to? Yes. Do I want to? Yes. So just, if you got something else, please. Seriously. Two things. How good are American athletes? Number one, great for a grab. Oh. Number two, start making the kick. Questions won't come. Exactly Look, right. You're killing me. You're a professional This isn't the first athlete. time. They they lost to the Seahawks right? in the playoffs last year mm-hmm. when he missed, what, a 27-yarder oh, or that something? That was heartbreaking. So, so how does this guy have a job? Well, it's killing me. <laughs> Put your headphones back on, man. Oh, and Brad this Craddock, is this is all because we want Brad Craddock. Lighting a fire for you. Right there was now. some really poor kicking going on across the league yeah. uh, this week, and and the calls for guys like uh, like B Crad, uh, Australia's own mm. Lou Groser Award winner, yep. to get a call up. Yep. You know, Minnesota earlier the fans were asking, "Where's our man Tommy, Tommy Hackett? Hackett?" And now, where's position? our man Brad? Maybe we just need Australian special teams overhaul in Minnesota. Look, How about there's, that? there's a reason we're dominating the ranks through college. It's only going to get stronger. <laughs> oh, I now think we move on to the next game, Lawrence. Yeah. How do you go with the in-laws? We know we've just touched on that you're going to get yeah, married. Do you sure. enjoy dinner with the in-laws, or is it a bit painful? Um, as traditionally is the case. I am very polite. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know I always enjoy time with with the in-laws. Um, okay. I couldn't be happier. I think. That For some is reason. the best Australian sports athlete answer I've ever heard. Yeah. Just like up and <laughs> Just down. Just nothing. Yep, not back to training next week. She'll be right. No. My question is going to be, but what is more painful, dinner with the in-laws no. or watching Sam Bradford seemingly as though on a vine just being annihilated by the defence. That was brutally painful. That was... No, look, my uh, my soon-to-be mum-in-law is a fantastic cook uh, and always gets in a little cheeky dessert there as well, so no issues with dinner with the in-laws. But, I would argue the... Oh, tougher, Sam Bradford. The tougher vision to watch this week was Hayne getting sprung at the school. Oh! <laughs> um, that magnificent! Was, that was tough to watch. So one thought, he's either got a cache of pornography on that phone or 15-year-olds have somehow f- figured out how to infiltrate Norton Security. Yeah. Either way, it's no whichever good. way you cut no, it, it's, it's going to be a negative story. Both Norton Antivirus and Jared Haynes stock down this morning. Um, that is on, my worst nightmare. On the NASDAQ. Um, yeah, that was that was that, troubling. That, I just cringe thinking about yeah. it. Don't oh, you think that – oh, my God. Don't you think that those kids, though, for, uh, on oh. the upside – Upside, interesting term. Um, that <laughs> for the next like every school reunion they go to forever now, they'll be like, "What about the time the Hain plane came and had porn on his phone?" The best oh. thing about that video is you hear a kid in the back going, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> was Jonah Tucker yeah, no, there? Jonah was uh, Jonah was involved. Um, was yeah, good. I think so. On the pain rankings, definitely Sam Bradford. <laughs> Hayne and Bradford similar because yeah. Sam Bradford's getting pillaged Too close and, to and call. pillaged behind there. So, yep. yeah, that's that's rough to see. Uh, what wasn't rough to see is another absolute 
banger involving the San Diego Chargers. Philip Rivers, stop it, it, you dream, but but. Philip Rivers had some help in the running game this week, didn't he, he Patrick Stack? Oh, my god. Melvin gosh. Gordon piling up the yards on offense with uh, a score as well. Yeah, but his Rivers, you know, dushed, dished out a couple of TD passes you expect to see from him. But a lot to love from Melvin Gordon. Over 250 yards. Yeah. Over 250. That amazing. That's big. Yeah. That's big. That'll win your fantasy week. 43-35. That's, that's an entertaining game to watch yeah. as well. <laughs> nice for the San Diego defense to turn up as well. They get a couple of defensive scores. Yeah. Brandon Flowers, yeah. uh, not not the lead singer of the Killers. Ah. Uh, Haven't they really gone off a cliff? Yeah, it's really sad what happened to the Killers. Yeah, because they were excellent. What happened? The well, Vegas well, they, well were, they were phenomenal. Hot Fuss was amazing, and they followed it up with an OK album, and they just like much like Block Party, similar vintage. <laughs> yeah, just went like one of the greater rock and roll albums you're going to see, one indie rock. Left. Both, and then just slowly went down, yeah. progressing downwards. Both the way featuring through. on early soundtracks from the OC, which God wasn't there some great music on the OC? Image and Heap. Where are you these days? Underrated. Yeah. Oh, so the, yeah, that early Killers form was phenomenal. Much like we've seen some teams Is fall off. reference to the song that, that, where are we? Yeah, absolutely. Heap on. The image and heap. That was really intense, that song. I remember listening to that in high school oh. going, this is really strange. Yeah, it's really like, what mood yeah. am I in? Am I yeah. dark? Am I hopeful? Am I wistful? I'm probably yeah. in love. It's Did much, I just get dumped? Much like an internet uh, explanation <laughs> from Jared Hayne on how to use the internet. Well, I'm uh, very confused feelings here. Oh. I'm excited. Why am I excited? All the mixed narratives this week. So, yeah, the Chargers get it done. Great to yeah. see. Um, and... Mel, the offensive line did a great job opening some of these laneways for Melvin Gordon en route to his big day. Mm. And they, they had some hurdles to overcome. They certainly did. Hey, well, thank you for teaming me up. I'll just pump this down the fairway. Um, o lineman DJ Fluker. Is that how you say his that name? It is. DJ Fluker. He's already got a DJ name inbuilt mm. um, in his actual name. DJ Fluker, he got bit in the eye by a bug, they reckon. <laughs> his eye just swallowed. The, the photo that is online, I think we've, we've retweeted it on the Hard Count account at mm. Hard Count fox on twitter you can check it out but he could only see out of one eye and it did seem to matter because he was still teeing up melvin gordon to now bust through that line does he have pink eye and what's the worst excuse uh <laughs> this bug in the eye or the uh and norton antivirus got hacked by a 15 Maybe year his old eye is just bugging him and this is all lost in translation oh yeah mel never <laughs> misses an opportunity to get the pun ever <laughs> and then one more not a pretty game that we're going to spend too much time on but uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger oh, yeah. made his return in a 21-14 loss to fierce, fierce, feisty rivals, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Are they that fierce? But, but inefficient day, 45 chucks for Big Ben, only 264 yards. Really, uh, Le'Veon Bell couldn't get going on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, warning signs here, or are we expecting him to get back on track against the uh, Dallas Cowboys this week? The bigger question is, did they bring him back too early? Correct. Yeah. And, and I think he's now two and six coming in first week back from injury. So we've got this sort of misguided concept that he's all, you know, conquering warrior off the back of uh, an early return from injury, which mm. he's probably done a couple of times in big statement games. But the record two and six says yeah. to you, mate, take another week off. You tore yeah. your meniscus three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. had surgery. Yeah. <laughs> like, I tore my meniscus. I missed a whole year of soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think skin heals And that I'm probably fast. tougher than I, I got a blister on my ankle and I missed three weeks of school. <laughs> um, oh, now we got a new, lovely new seg for you all today. We do. Um, it's called Special Teams Doing Special Things. Special. 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 Oh. Is that Chrissy Amphlett? <laughs> that is... 
the pretenders, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Special teams doing special things. And we first look to Pittsburgh kicker Chris Boswell with mm. his disgraceful Rabona onside <laughs> kick effort um, in that Steelers game. Tell someone used to work in football. Oh, yeah. She Is did. that a bit Lucy Zelich like? Oh, you can't. The heavy, proper the pronunciation. Rabona. Um, yeah. yeah, no, the onside kick, of course we all know what a Rabona is. We yeah, yeah. explain it. For those who maybe don't, do you want to just lay it out? Okay, uh, it's a behind your leg, sort yep. of, your kicking leg goes behind your, your planted leg, yep. Yep. and you sort of trick them by going the opposite way yep. of what... You they think it, you're going. Yeah, you'd see a lot of them in the days back when sort of Ronaldinho or Danielson were running yeah. around for yeah. Brazil. Cristiano's thrown them out a couple of times yeah. back in his man U Harry days. Harry Kuehl, I remember doing a few absolute belters towards the tail end of his career oh, playing for the Melbourne City. Were we all junior footballers back in the day? We played play a little soccer stack. Yeah, what was yeah. Your, yeah. I played all the way through to... I just retired last year, pretty much. What yeah. was your yeah. position? Left-sided midfielder. Yeah, nice. Ah. Left-footed? Yeah, yeah. Very bad left peg. And what were you? I was a striker. Um, <laughs> really? A menacing sight, probably. Probably at 10 kilos lighter uh, with some toe. But quickly wrap around the room. Mm. I'm, I know I wasn't a big flare player, but if you had a trick that you pulled off on the field, Ooh. your your Rabona, what was I it? I had a step Ooh. over that was reasonably ha- handy because I was left-footed, but the right, right foot step over. So. I like nice. the one where you, you sell it to the right and then you turn and you flick it behind you and then you run okay. on and then the player's yeah. stuck on the right. Very nice. That sounds really Rabona-esque. Very really nice. I, I will say that, yeah, flare wasn't a big part of my game. Um you know, an aerial presence, a corner coming in low, and the mm. flick through from behind. Uh, yes. That was that yes. was one that I got oh, no, right once in training, and then claimed it. Just the need to stick out your leg, and it's in. Basically. Did also sprain an AC joint going for a scissor kick once. Um, and in the context <laughs> of that, let's uh, talk about this awful. Oh, yeah. You know, like, let's let's shame someone after. Will we say uh, Chris Boswell put the boner in Rabona? Uh, oh, well, I think yeah. it only just dropped off the tee. It's your job. Like, why? Surely these guys must know. be killing they, these kickers. It, it was after the, coaches the must Steelers scored a, scored a touchdown and they were maybe hoping to stay in the game. They yeah. did an onside kick. He was trying to do tr- something tricky, which he had done in Rice University as in his college days to success. Like, he was actually good at it. Like, yeah. he did these Rabonas. The stage at Rice, um, slightly smaller than the yes, stage correct. the NFL and, uh, in the Rather AFC embarrassing North. highlight. But we move on to Marquette King, Oakland punter. Oh, now if that one was embarrassing, this one was just beautiful. Oh, this this one was the is, stuff Hollywood's made. This for. one, as Bruce McAvaney would say, special. Um, Oakland punter with the pony dance after dropping it. in a few yards out from the end zone in the game against Denver. And did you see him? He was just riding that pony all yep. the way to the sideline. Checking behind to make sure no Broncos were catching up with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that this was a punter. I love that there was a long pony. It was a personal favourite move uh, when I was had too much to drink and decided I wanted to leave a pub. <laughs> uh, I'd often try and do the pony around until they went, okay, enough's enough. Like, we know when your mates won't let you leave and you just want to go home. While we're on pub yeah. antics, any doubt in your mind that while doing this Market King had uh, pub karaoke special genuine ride at my pony yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I was, was in waiting for the playoff Should we have to be a, edited with that yeah, yeah. Well, do you, surely you've, you've got a little insert for us <laughs> down down it's the only current African American punter in the league too used to be a wide receiver in what college what is this self-taught rubbish he like, taught himself how to punt. Everyone teaches themselves no, how to punt. No, not in America. This is it. We're spoiled it's, in Australia that yeah. we all grow up position. knowing how to punt. The way he became a punter was he was a wide receiver and uh, they needed a punter. And his coach said, basically, you either become the full-time punter or, you're or out. You your scholarship gets revoked. So okay. he became a punter. And that is the story of Marquette King. Wide receiver skills still Amazing. paying off as well with his yeah. like 30, 40-yard scamper the other week. And can yep. ride a pony. While we are on punters, seems mm. about time that we go and... And see the guys representing. Yes, first down under. Who yeah, have we got? It. 
Well, I think we start with Jordan Berry here. Mm. He called on to punt nine times as Pittsburgh, well, we mentioned that they struggled to get the offense going. Net average of 41.6, two inside 20s, a long boomer at over 61 yards. But the big thing here is he was blocked. <laughs> like, the ball didn't get off his boot blocked uh, by the Ravens. It was returned for a touchdown. And we've got an enemy of Australian football oh. emerging in this game. Chris Moore, rookie yeah. wide receiver out of Baltimore. Second one. He did it to Lachlan Edwards. Ah, about yeah, a month a ago, for the Aussies. he got the. He was the one who recovered the ball and took it in for a touchdown, and he was the one who recovered mm-hmm. this one. So he's getting famous off Aussie pain. So Chris Moore, you know, Enemy college receiver one. with deep speed that I had a little crush on going into this year. You've got twenty-three million people unhappy with Australia you. Australia places a curse on him. Is that what we're doing? Get yeah. through a couple of other punters and a big day at the office for Giants punter Brad Winger Wing. Seven punts, longest of the day, 58 yards, and had one punt down inside 20. New York Jets punter Lachlan Edwards. As we said, former victim of Chris Moore had three punts <laughs> against the Dolphins, who are a dangerous animal. Don't you be tricked by the Dolphins? They're dangerous again. with no. an average of thirty-six point three <laughs> yards. But I'm pretty interested in Adam Gotsis because there's some great news coming your way for a Gotsis fan. <laughs> we Way never, too excited. About we never want to be reveling injuries, Mel. But there's uh, there's there's stuff shaking over in Denver because Derek Wolf, starting defensive end, has an elbow injury. That's- <laughs> The wolf uh, is gone. Why do we need the podcast drops when we've just got stacking? <laughs> so he's out for what looks like a month, uh, which is going to definitely open up some snaps in practice and snaps in games for Adam Gottes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. What does Adam need to show us, though, Mel, as he steps into what we think is a larger role? Well, he's got to be a bit more consistent, I guess. Uh, got The big thing that he was good at in Georgia Tech was uh, stopping the run game, mm-hmm. something that Denver obviously need a hand with after what we saw in Oakland. No doubt. Um, so that's something that probably will be a focus for them and get to the quarterback when you can, but I don't think they're going to be demanding him to be making three sacks a game or anything like that at the stage. No, I think a big part of that will just be seeing how the chemistry goes as well, working with Vaughn and Demarcus and Absolutely. Shane Ray outside him and... But it's great to see he'll have, you know, an increase in snaps, but we need some more. We'll need to see, you know, his game's going to have to lift as any rookies does when he gets to the NFL and some consistency keeping those pads nice and low mm-hmm. and using that bull strength that we know he has. Mm. So that's the Aussies, yeah. who we all have total faith and belief in. Now some people that maybe, Mel, we don't have total faith and belief in. Who's that? That'll be for real. Or, or for Rod. And we're going to start. So much excited. <laughs> you two, like, just bouncing off each other. The sometimes sibling dynamic getting all good positive sibling today. Yeah, oh, until, okay. like, we've, yeah. until Nintendo 64 comes on and then, you know, punches the throne. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's every man and woman for themselves when it comes I'm to 64. I'm not good at that game. I, I was one of those people who steers like this. Oh, no. Like, I'm a visual oh. steerer. Like what, Mel, for a... our people who yeah, are no, listening at once home? Once again, Mel going with the uh, in-person <laughs> demonstration. Mel Bucket oh, no. the safest hands in the land of podcasts. Oh, shut up, you. Okay, um, here we go. For real or for raw? Yeah, yep. Go on, buckets. Then <laughs> we are descending into madness in the hard count octagon booth. I would like to ask the question as I sit on my hands. Yes. Um, New York Giants, five and three for the season. Mm. Are they for real or are they for raw? They are very much for rawds. Oh, I like it. terrible. Mm. Uh, like, I don't know. They're one of those teams that might sort of sneak into the playoffs and maybe have an early win. They'll have a bit of fun, but they are not going to do any damage. Well, they beat Philly this concern. week, 28 28- 23, four touchdowns for Eli, pretty handy, but that uh, that was all like all fire and then it just sort of fizzled. They, they certainly fizzled after a while and a lot of, as we saw, nine punts 
Uh, oh, sorry, seven punts for Brad Wing. So you know that the offense stalled at some point and Philly managed to get back in this game. Um, Odell Beckham firing. Look, I do it, like him and, I, and his uh, continued quest to break the Lena Dunham curse. I'm with Stucky here. I think it's for Rod for now. I didn't see 60-minute domination. Uh, but they're gonna, the record says they're going to be in the mix. Uh, they've got a tough division to come out of, but a wild card spot's there. But yeah, for me, still for Rod. Mel? Uh, look, I'm probably with you there. It's for Rod. Um, I, I, I mean, it's a great starting. Like, five and three is a great way to start this sort of early halfway point, I guess, of the mm. season. Um, will they be able to sustain it? don't think so. But you know what? If it means another week, uh, every week with Eli Manning and, and his uh, majestic oh, talk warm me through up, it. Did um, you like is, it? Is a week uh, we should be very grateful What do we call it? For. The olive vine? The olive branch? It's, uh, yeah, the olive, the, the olive, olive vine. Olive vine. Yeah. Yeah. But what's he doing with his hands? The olive vine. No, but he's but his hands are not doing the normal sort of you know yeah. stretch it out right. across the body. There's thing. a little T Rex. There, there's a little T Rex. <laughs> Meets daffodil flapping in the wind. Bit of spirit fingers, maybe the sort of. But it's um it's amazing amazing to watch and uh, Eli Manning certainly a graceful uh, gazelle on is, the field. Is he the least cool two-time yes. Super Bowl yes, winning yes. quarterback? Yes, he's less cool than Peyton in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Easily. Yeah. Now we're moving on. Colin. Kaepernick, for real or for raw, he had a big week. It was a fantastic week on the pitch, wasn't it? I've been really impressed with what he's done this season off the field, and it was nice to see him getting some results on the field. Uh, 286 yards, two TDs, 24 of 39 for 398 yards. Goodness gracious, I didn't realise it was that much. Mm-hmm. Two TDs, one interception, a 102.3 pass rating. His first 300-yard game since October last year It was against the second-worst pass defense in the league. So do we get excited about this performance, guys? Or Probably is... not, but maybe. I don't know. Nice to see him string one together. Let's hope he can string together a second. <laughs> one in a row still counts for zero in my book. Um, oh, no, you're a complete, complete nut of fraud, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> as far as his on-field performance. No play summed up uh, where his head's at as a, as a game-reading quarterback, quite like when he tried to break out the back of the pocket. Uh, so turned his back to the attacking end zone, was sacked to his face from the side <laughs> and from the back and planted on the ground. So anytime you get sacked with your back, uh, you know, to the offense mm. is, uh, is never a good thing. Was it almost like they were tackling a mannequin, Lawrence? Oh, oh and that gets us. Is this Pat Stack or is this Anna Corrin? I don't know. That segue. <laughs> to the mannequin challenge. <laughs> yes, mannequin challenge. We're asking, is this for real or for raw? Is this the new Harlem Shake, the new dab, the new whatever? Or is this I think it's a bit of a... all get out, personally. Oh, the problem was, like, the Harlem Shake was actually quite entertaining to watch. Even mm. though you knew what was coming, there was colour and movement and... I don't know, there was a lot to like about it. I felt like it was something that was achievable regardless of where you were in society right. to how, do something fun. Well, the Fox Sports News. Yeah, uh, how did you rate Ben Way's performance? On uh, it? Yeah, well, he gave it, he agreed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that was pretty strong. You, were you in it? I was not in it. Former uh, Fox Sports News anchor uh, Christian Jansen was the co host. He was the real low light of that Harlem Shake because Ben Way at least gave it something. And, you know, the Harlem Shake, the. The antithesis of it is when everyone comes out and dances around, yeah. and he just stood there sort of grinning, yeah. which really didn't add anything. So no. No offence to Christian. He's a lovely guy, <laughs> well, but he really stunk up that one. The mannequin challenge, as you mentioned, it is uh, a little bit uh, more stagnant. Uh, the whole point being to stay really still as if you're a, ma- uh, a mannequin. And I think it only works if you're a high-profile pro- high pe- person, so like it's a bit of a... You yeah. know, Ah, uh, okay. So the Fox Sports News team couldn't do it. Is that Hell what you're no. saying? There's no one high profile enough in that stable. <laughs> I tell you what, I think uh, I think nothing quite brings down a cultural fad uh, like rich elderly uh, people 
pulling it off in a really poor way and the Cowboys front office doing that on the plane home with Jerry Jones shaking and Stephen Jones moving and, and like, you know, their first class, you know, waitresses poking their head out to see if uh, all was good uh, should nip this momentum in the okay. bud, I would imagine. All right, we've called a death to the mannequin challenge. Mel, this has obviously been your sweet spot. Talk us through mm. about uh, 50 women from 50 states, one tight end. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. He's looking for love. He certainly is. And he's got it down to nine women. How does he he cull them? I know. Uh, The competition's getting very fierce, though. These girls, oh, my gosh, they're trying so badly to get one-on-one time with him. Um, He's been getting a lot of steamy kisses, a lot more action coming in the show, it feels. Wow, heating up. Yep. Yep. Parental rating change. Sort of, yeah, (laughs) M15, MA, R-rated. Some some of them X-rated. There's a lot of tongue in some of these kisses, but um sure. no, I don't think at that at this stage. But some of these girls really like they seem super ditzy and stuff. And who you would know, have thought? Not, you know, that yeah, they're not, I, not I know, attracting I know. the sort of Nobel Peace Prize types that George <laughs> Clooney might otherwise lure in. But if you think for one moment that Travis Kelsey seems bothered by any of it, uh, <laughs> uh, think again. I'm not gonna lie. Might not be able to hold a conversation, but she's pretty um, hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think any straight man has had that thought at some point <sighs> or another. I mean, as the only female on this show, I, I'm slightly outraged, I guess, but also it's a compliment to this girl in that she's hot, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, it's really you imagine being so it's hot. It's a constant conflict this show, i got to say. Uh, this is a problem that Lawrence <laughs> has all the time. He's so scorching hot that mm. he's, he's personally gets oh, overlooked right, completely. Right. It doesn't matter that he, you know, can't necessarily <laughs> hold a conversation. Well, women just can't. They can't even look at him directly. <laughs> They've got to get one of those pieces of cardboard and stick a hole in it and look at him like he's one of the eclipses that'll burn your retina. Well, um, well I'm feeling particularly wow. fresh in my faded mint button down today. After all that, yeah. um, Kelsey is Kelsey. Yes, and catching Kelsey Perhaps is tough. Slightly frustrated by the the, the love you know, on offer in this house, in this uh, dating show, because that frustration might have boiled, boiled over on the football field. Yeah, young Travis <laughs> Star tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs, who managed to scrappily hold on to a victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Uh, he got ejected from the game. Yes, no help um, uh, from him at all. No, he had 58 <laughs> yards receiving and then gone because yep. after what he, you know, referees have been in the talk. We know Cam Newton's been very vocal about not getting, uh, you know, roughing the passer mm-hmm. penalties or, or unnecessary roughness penalties. And it appeared that Travis Kelsey got grabbed by around the helmet, yeah, the neck. Yeah, sort of just like the base of, yeah. the, of the face mask there. And, and ripped around in not a nice way. He didn't get the flag. Uh, then he complained to the referee, mm-hmm. copped a flag. Mm-hmm. His response to grab his own towel and throw it at the referee. <laughs> I loved it. Who then threw off his hat, singing another flag. You're out And you're again. out of here. Uh, one of the great exchanges. I, oh. I was really hoping that Kelsey's true spirit would... Um, take over at that point at which he'd go into a Dean Portman-esque strip on field, much like we got in Mighty Ducks 3. Just t- keep taking just, the clothes just, off. You, oh, you're throwing your hat yep. off? Well, I'll my towel's you. gone. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to go there with me. Off uh, come the shoes. The Adonis-esque Travis Kelsey. So It really slowed down when you got to the pants, though. They're quite tight. <laughs> Look, I think I think this is a bit of fun. I, I, it didn't affect the result in the end because Kansas City held on. I read a, br- a brilliant piece uh, on The Ringer where they were suggesting that we should bring this into everyday life and you should just be able to throw flags when people are just generally being assholes and getting things Flag wrong. on the play. Boom. God, this podcast would be like the laundry hub. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. When the referee throws his own hat off, I'm just like, this is like watching some sort of 
reworked American football version of Guys and Dolls. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what is going on here. Well, it was that... like Key and Peel were directing the skit. Yes. It was yeah. ridiculous. No one talks about your Chiefs, and we'd like to more if they weren't caught in some dour affairs. But yeah. I, I really think your, your Kansas City Chiefs are going to make a really nice run here. No other team in the NFL is getting back a player quite like Justin Houston, who's a defensive MVP. What's their record to this point? 7-2? Uh, you have, I believe, the Chiefs have moved to uh, six and two. So they get their star quarterback back, Alex. I can't throw it further than eleven yards, Smith. Uh, and they're taking on the Panthers, who let's say have been inconsistent at best, and they will go into this game outsiders in Carolina. I can't Carolina. believe how few points Carolina put on the LA Rams. That was unbelievable. Well, to well me. talking about under, there's a reason the LA Rams as Carolina didn't make it into our big talking points, mm. other than. The LA Coliseum absolutely raucously calling for Jared Goff. Uh, 80,000 strong, saying enough with Keenum. Yep. The Keenum era needs to die a yep. quick and painful death. Jeez, this fan base have gotten really fired up in a very short existence. They've well, only been in it what, nine weeks. The coach weeks. is saying what, they won't bring him out until they're out of playoffs contention, which you could argue is... <clears throat> Now. <laughs> Mate, you looking at your roster on offense, you're out of playoff contention the moment the first snap was played in week one. As soon as as soon as Lucky Whitehead brought back a touchdown return with the first snap of uh, any football in preseason back in LA for a touchdown, you knew that LA were in trouble. Um, yeah, Keenum needs to go. I understand maybe they want to protect golf from this terrible, terrible offensive line and ruining a young man's dreams, <laughs> but it's it's you can't blame the fans for being up in arms. Uh, you know, they get treated with... Why do you take him if he's not good enough to cope? That's, that's so high. That's everybody, everybody's asking. He's had half a season to sit and watch. I think it's time to throw him in and see what he can move. Well, maybe LA should trade with uh, Dallas for Tony Romo. Who would you take right now? <laughs> oh, stop it. I've got to say, we haven't talked about the Patriots at all this week. Yeah, let's keep it that way. It's my week. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason for that. I love the fact that I can edit that out in post. Brutal. Uh, <laughs> So that wraps up all the drama from, while it was a shortened slate, there was no shortage of storylines coming oh, out of week it was nine. A very good week of football. And then we get to week 10 and we ask the question. So, the week 10 headlines that are coming at us. But what do you see, Laurie? What do I see? Yeah. I can tell you what I see. Oh, that Stafford. is the Dallas Cowboys steaming over the Steelers oh. in Pittsburgh, led by Dak Prescott as Jerry Jones steps forward and announces that Dak Prescott will be the headline act for the Dallas Cowboys ahead of Tony Romo for the remainder of the season. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Big headline. I like, I like what you've gone. Well, I like your boldness of it. Uh, week 10 headline. Uh, Jerry Jones is going to do that to Tony and it's going to be ugly. Laurie Horesh absent from week 10 podcast. Seen around the eastern suburbs looking over cliffs thinking wistfully about Tony Romo's future. Maybe he could come on the show. He can... He can have a life after uh, on this podcast. Sounds like a good set for an album cover. I'm going to quote Jason Witten here and say the last chapter of this has not been written yet. Fair enough. Yeah, I think... No, we're going down the rabbit hole here again. But I think Dak is going to get hurt (laughs) later in the season and then Romo comes back. Stacky quickly becoming the uh, hard count representative to the injury ward, cheering on <laughs> and just like hypothesizing potential. Hurt Locker. Big fan of the Hurt Locker. There we go. Um, yeah. My, my uh, Week 10 headline, 
Cleveland to score first win of the season against oh, the Oh, snap! Mel's actually getting a massive headline. So the twist! Browns, it's twist. huge! Sorry, I the predicted people. last week that the Detroit Lions would win, uh, and they did. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, My headlines are on point. very straightforward things. But this is... I love this. <laughs> okay, so Chris Kirksey, the Browns linebacker, yeah. he's been quoted saying... We're not going 0-16. Of course, the Browns yet to have a win. Mm. But they said after, he seemed very confident, seeing as they just lost 35-10 to against the Cowboys, um, which dropped them to 0-9. He said, that's for a fact. We're not doing that. Things are going to get on a roll, and we've just got to keep fighting. And I think that's going to come against Baltimore. I like Christian Kirksey. I like his passion. But having watched that game with Cowboys receivers running free, they'll need to shut down one thing, and one thing aplenty. Dixie Chicks, who knew? Um, There we go. You really think the Baltimore Ravens are qualified enough to be that much of a threat to Cleveland? I don't think Uh, it's that... I don't think it's that big a call. Look, we've been talking about how the Browns have been frisky all year. There was nothing frisky about what they put forward. That was training. They're into $2.67 to go 0-16 for the uh, season. But I will say this. After what Chris Moore has done to Australian Ponters this year for the Ravens, I'm all aboard your prediction. Look, this is my crystal ball. I'll do whatever I want with it. (laughs) On that (laughs) defiant note, as Mel storms off, we're going to wrap it up for week. What's your headline? I've already done my headline. Have you? Yeah, that I'd be looking wistfully over the Vaucluse cliffs as I ponder Tony Romo's Is that you? No. Uh, If I've got a headline for you, it is that that after we said the Patriots didn't work their way into the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Because they're going to get trounced by a still injured Russell Russell. Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Kristen Michael is going to awaken all over Bill Belichick, and uh, and we get a win for the Seahawks. So that's Super Bowl X-Lix rematch. Yeah, X-Lix still not sitting well with me. Maybe sitting well in Jared Haynes' history. Well, snap. That's going to wrap us up for the podcast this week. We are fired up. Before we get there, you need to tweet at us where, Melanie Dunyashki? At Hard Count Fox for the show podcast uh, Twitter account and at Laurie Horish for the great man and at Pat Stack Fox yep. for another Pretty okay, man. And, uh, <laughs> and at Melanie Dunyashki for myself, not a man. Yeah. Not a man. <laughs> not a man. That's, not a man. That's actually how she's described herself on Twitter. Melanie Dunyashki, not, not a, a man. man. This anyway, is a wild podcast. It's a wild po- It's been wild of late. Have fun editing this. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. As we make our departure, hope you enjoy the next week and we will catch you next time. Ta-ta.